This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. About to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, July 26th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the savage one, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, doing good, man. Just preparing for my new duties on the front end. So my uh, late nights are all coming to an end. So it's literally radio show, shower, work, and off we go. You said duties. Duties, <laughs> little booties. <laughs> yeah, no, today it's a... Uh, it's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. I'm not really out of gum. You're not? No, no. Gotta buy them Costco packs of gum. Yeah, you have it forever. Forever. So now you can kick ass and chew bubble gum and not be out of gum. All day long. Works out so well that way. So all right. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, we all know that art is subjective. Mm-hmm. But I gotta ask, what is the strangest piece of art you've ever seen that just plain and simply did not make any sense to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, this one guy that we know, and he might listen to the show, but he might not because he disappeared off the face of the planet. He made a weird stick figure or like he took weird branches and he made like a chair out of it and he was going to sell twig furniture. But the problem is, is the stability and the actual strength of the twigs weren't anything. So it looked like more like a funky piece of art. It's probably the weirdest one I've seen. I mean, I've seen some dirty stuff like at the stores, but like for somebody <laughs> I know that probably the stick furniture stuff was probably one of the weirdest. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard about uh, a guy who was selling a uh, NFT, which is like a digital uh, certificate of authenticity for a invisible piece of art. And somebody actually bought I it. Just- and- if you could also call art is that weird duck thing that you bought and it turns out like it, it subs as a bong. Like it has the duck thing, Mr. Re- <laughs> Mr. Reinhardt's bong duck or whatever the hell that thing is. That thing's pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Well, all that goes to say that on the last- Hey, man. <laughs> on the it's last day, man. Last Tuesday of July, a big little girl will step out into a Turkish city a few miles from the Syrian border to begin an 8,000 kilometer trek to Manchester. Little Amal is nine years old and is searching for her mother who went off to find food and never returned. By the way, Amal is a 12-foot puppet 
engineered by nine people. I she is am the mole of the desert. <laughs> she is the central and only character in a spectacularly ambitious theater project. The walk will face down international COVID restrictions in a visionary act of solidarity with the plight of refugees, defiance of the borders that put their lives in danger, and belief in the humanity of ordinary people faced with a global humanitarian crisis. Little Amal's intercontinental odyssey will be hard to miss in the eight countries whose borders she will cross between July and November because she is nearly 12 feet tall. She's a puppet who will be enabled uh, to make her epic walk by relays of puppeteers, several of whom are themselves refugees. She will bear a single message on behalf of all the thousands of displaced children who will come out to meet her along the way. Don't forget about us. Apparently that's the quote. The Turkish Don't you city, forget about me. The Turkish city of Gaziantep will offer the first of more than 100 community welcomes that will punctuate her journey. She will be taught cooking skills at a workshop with young Syrian refugees who will also hand her a suitcase of gadgets they've designed to help her on her journey. But for now, she is holed up in a hangar-like space in London's Docklands, learning how to walk and articulate her feelings as her support team buzzes around her under instruction by video link from the South African puppet masters who built her. In the second day of production and a mall uh, sorry, it's the second day of production, and Amal is being rehearsed in two halves. Her stilt legs will emerge from a cage-like exoskeleton that lies on its side from the floor. The dress that will conceal it is still being made, and her sturdy boots are yet to be transformed from shiny silver metal to the illusion of scuffed red leather. But her upper body is already in action, her face not quite fully smiling, framed by floaty brown ribbons of hair. Um... The pictures are terrifying and creepy. It's, the whole story sounds creepy and terrifying. Like I don't even know what soundbite to play. Do do you give it a uh, Whoa! Uh, or a? Oh. No, I think it ultimately there. deserves a. Say what? Or uh, isn't that weird? That was. Yeah. I don't have that soundbite. I know you do, but uh, damn. That is just weird, creepy, and I don't want to see this ever. Well, if you do want to see it, we will put it on the Facebook page. But uh, yeah, regardless, it is one man's trash is another man's art. I understand the the, uh, trying to bring light to a good cause, but this is just a weird way to do it. Yeah, that's probably the most accurate soundbite. Oh my god, this you describing. I haven't seen the pictures yet, but you describing this is flipping terrifying. Oh, just wait for the commercial break. I will send you that picture. I look forward to it. Speaking of which, you know, it's Monday. We've got a wonderful show for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays, hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. Oh, if only that were the case. Since it is Monday, as we do on Mondays, we've got uh, Tony taking us through Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. We've got a segment called Tinder Fires. And of course, we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Behold my Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh-huh. 
It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot, on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we have a little thing we talk about each episode. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you want to share the weirdest piece of art you've ever seen. We want to know about it. Give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. And wouldn't be complete without the Phoenix scream. Yeah. Well, folks, it is Monday. And you know what? We haven't done a Monday show in a while, so we haven't seen the segment in a while, aside from the uh, one that I touched upon last week. But uh, I always get a kick out of it. And Tony is here to take us through Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. <laughs> Hi, kids. No, seriously. It's a segment that uh, we do kids say, uh, but it's Silly Rabbit. This bit's for kids. Well, you're... You're obviously we've we've we covered these things where kids say silly stuff and you're a parent, so your kids say random things. You're just like, okay. Well, this uh today's is we're gonna read a couple of the the Twitter machine, and uh this one is stuff shit my kids say. So, you know, just silly things the kids say, and we'll go Hopefully here not where they're well, they never know. At Lisa Nonos on Twitter. Her seven-year-old, mom, what's a humanitarian? Her her six-year-old boy, I got this, ma. It's like a vegetarian, but they eat humans. Hashtag shit my kids say. Should I be horrified or proud? I like that the kid like, took, the, uh, took the initiative. I got this, ma. I could do this. Uh, at dad missions, dad. Come on, you guys are late. 11-year-old, you should have started yelling at us earlier. <laughs> it makes sound say. sense. Yeah, it does. If you would have yelled at us earlier, we would have been on time. But you didn't till now, so tough shit. We are late. <laughs> you uh, know what's funny about that is I've realized that that's something you have to do with kids. If they're in the middle of something, you say, okay, we got to go now. It's impossible. But if you say, okay, guys, five minutes. All right, guys, one minute. By one minute, they're ready. Well, Just that's good. So, a little bit ahead. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. Little seed planning right there. Exactly. At Cray at Home Ma on Twitter says her five year old, I'm Mary Noah. Me? Why? He's handsome and I like his shirt. Looks aren't everything. He likes to clean too. 
lock that in. <laughs> Basically, mom's saying that the guys can't clean, which is not necessarily always true, but I get it. Not all guys like to clean. So, yes, little one, maybe lock that in with Noah. Like, it might be a good thing. And it's a good life lesson. You know, looks aren't everything, but if they can bring something else to the table, eh, it might be worth it. Yeah, like, this is Noah. He's ugly as shit, but he can <laughs> So I don't mind that. I mean, he was cute when we were kids, but now, you know, we're, we're adults. and he's just, By the way, he's rich, too. So that and, and he cleans, you know. At Seawittle24, um, yesterday my three-year-old told his grandma that he wasn't in an old picture because he was still swimming in daddy's balls. <laughs> that shit my, dad, my kid says. That's just funny. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like my aunt. She was drunk uh, when I talked to her last week, and she's like, you know the first uh, concert you ever attended? And I'm like, yep, it was Ozzy Osbourne and Corn." No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Fog Hat. You were just in your mom's belly, but you were at Fog Hat, so apparently Fog Hat was my first <laughs> concert. It was a slow ride. I took it easy. It's all good. I'm glad you hit that pun before I did. So Yeah. <laughs> it's the only Foghat song I could think of off the top of my Me head. Me too. Uh, Ashley Astru on Twitter, her four-year-old. What did I do? What did I earn for being good today? Me. My love and affection. Four-year-old. I don't want that. <laughs> She's pissed off. What do you want? A little love and affection, kiddo? What the hell? It's all you need. Mother's love. She'll Come be on. one of those people who never does anything just for the good of it. Yeah. Always something. Okay. Well, I'll quit being a crybaby and we'll move on to foodie and family on Twitter where her, you don't even notice my hair. Logan, which I'm assuming is her kid. I'm not married to you. It's not my job. <laughs> <laughs> the kid just straight up. Hey, yeah, I'll give it. I don't give a shit if what you look like. I ain't married, do you? Give that kid a round of applause. Yeah. Good job, kid. Uh, It's funny the comment. Someone's like, what a smart ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Pony Martini on Twitter. She, the little girl. Why would someone dress like a hamster? Me? Do you mean a hipster? Eh, what's the difference? (laughs) <laughs> hamster hipster maybe this came out around the time of those creepy kia commercials with the dancing hamsters those yeah. things were freaky that's like the opening segment with that puppet thing you sent me flipping <laughs> creepy give me sweetums to snuggle with over that well enough, they are both furry and then you know if somebody does dress as a hamster they could be considered a furry and that's a whole different discussion for that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we've covered this on the show before woof uh, an exploding unicorn on Twitter, her six-year-old, don't do that on my head, four-year-old, I'll fart where I want. I'm raising <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, these are ladies. <laughs> Four-year-olds are all about getting that butt cheeks up there and spreading a little wafing fun. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't find the soundbite. I had a perfect one did for you it. Ha- did you have oh. a fart? Did you have, was it a wet one? Oh, no, here it is. <laughs> Whatever, I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I fart on my head. Ladies. Uh, well, I'm Michelle Bobley on Twitter. Mom, you were my best friend until I actually got friends. Oh, that uh, that hurts. You know, that is a mm, drop. Yep. That was uh, 
pretty mean. Pretty mean there. So sad. A crazy exhaustion on Twitter. Four-year-old, what happens if your phone goes in the potty? Me. Why? Uh, never mind. <laughs> Splash in a bag of rice. <sighs> Hope you have insurance on that one. Yep. Uh, at Alexandra Pietra on Twitter. Me. It's okay. It was an accident. My three-year-old. You're an accident, Mom! Ouch. Another, uh, you know, that's another... Uh, just ouch. Just, and how did how did the kid know that she was unplanned? Yeah, so, oh, he got, there's more. So the three-year-old says, you're an accident, Mom. And the mom says, yeah, well, ditto. Uh. Oh, so she turned it around. She burned him. Bazinga. Just, uh, just gave a little sick burn there if I uh, had that burn. Burn. There you go. Uh, at Foodie and Family on Twitter, me, do you want the baby to be a boy or a girl? Wilder, I want the baby to be Batman. Shit, my says. Can't blame Doesn't care. Boy or girl. I just want my kid to be Batman. Ooh, I don't think I'd want to be the parents if uh, my other child wanted the. It's pokey. It's, it comes out and it feels great. Just look at my face. I came out of a vagina. <laughs> we, a quick side tangent. Have you seen the Bat Dad videos? Yeah. We always talk like this. Yeah. Why are you peeing in public? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I had to model that voice from. It was really him. Uh, a helping hand uh, from Siren Pan on Twitter. My daughter, five years old. I'm not cheating. I'm only helping myself win. Ooh. Um, that it's really, all a matter of perspective. Yep. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving myself a helping hand. Yeah. Um, there you go. At Kelly Oxford on Twitter, seven-year-old daughter walked into the room, casually confirmed, you have to have a backstory to why you're evil, right? And then walked out. Whoa. <laughs> that's uh yeah, be a little, uh, worried. Yikes. <laughs> She walks into the room. I'm not saying I'm evil, but I'm saying I'm evil. All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, Mommy Trance uh, on Twitter. Uh, my four-year-old. Ugh, you're such an idiot, mom. Me. What? Why? Four-year-old. Wait. What does idiot mean? You don't even know. It's kind of like fifth grade Tony when I called a kid a douchebag and tried to blame it on the shredder. I said, uh, oh, Ninja Turtles say it. And my teacher was quick to say it. the Ninja Turtles would never say that. So, right. Yeah. And Jessica is so fine on Twitter. My two-year-old said she is a grown-up. I told her she isn't and that she is a toddler. She replied, no, I'm a grown-up and I'm going to go touch knives. Mm. Because that's what we do as adults. We we touch knives. We constantly play with them. We fling them. We throw them up, catch them in our arms, yeah, all that stuff. We do that thing where we put our hand on the table and go in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah real fast. Exactly. I'm an adult. Kelly Oxford's back for another one, and her kid is named B. So, B, can you quiz me on my book, A Dog Tale? Me, how long's the tale? B, no idea. Me, dog's name, B. I only read the book once. God. 
zero I, reception of uh, yeah, information. You understood none of that book B. Nope. Uh, Mama Mandalorian on Twitter. My wiener wants to come out and see people. I'm assuming that this is her son because she did hashtag boys are weird. Hashtag shit. My kid says my wiener <laughs> wants to come out and see people. Now, ladies, if you have a son, they're always playing with their penis. It's because they're fascinated. And yes, yep. that thing does just want to come out and play. That's all. Just wants to say hi. If you watch Florida or you listen to Florida man on Thursdays, you know that Pedro likes to come out, you know, it's tall mm-hmm. Tommy. And we'll close out with our friend Kelly Oxford, because she obviously has a lot of shit things that her kid says. Her seven-year-old. They have night cameras on Survivor. Guess they can't have sex. Me. I can't believe you said that. Seven-year-old. I can't believe I did either. (laughs) Just do. Like, does the seven-year-old even know what sex is? Well, she must have some type of idea, because it came out. So, with that that being said... I don't think the cameras are stopping them either. So no, no, those are going to be on special deleted outtakes on digital, you know, whatever it may be. Anyways, that is silly rabbit. This bits for kids. And next Monday we'll have some more fun shit that kids say or something. Well, folks, that does do it for the segment. When we come back, we've got a segment called Tinder fires. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go, download the NGBN.TV mobile app or smart TV app. From there, find the Phoenix Media channel. You can get this great show and other great shows under that channel as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81 or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Ooh, a lot of information. Oh, yeah. Lots of places to find us. Uh, we are all over the not place. Hard so, uh, yeah, not hard to find at all. So in this next segment that I have titled Tinder Fires, we're talking about, well, the keyword is Tinder. Tony, have you ever been on a Tinder date that just went horribly wrong? Uh, yeah, the one where she hid in the bathroom and left the big ass bill, ordered as much shit as she could, and racked up the liquor bill. I was gonna pay it anyways because I'm a gentleman and it's a date. And she went to she went to Pound Town on the freaking drinks. But yeah, she I'll be right back and we'll go to the bathroom, dude. She never came back. No, she, just using you for your free meal. Yep. So yeah, so that shit went south. That sucked. So yeah. yeah. So. It happens, man. You know, and Tinder is one of those platforms where it's more of a hookup app than it is like a find true love type app. I wonder what the stats are, what the analytics are, if they even track that sort of stuff of, you know, how many people actually got into relationships, got married, whatever it is, versus, you know, just people sending D pics and trying to hook up. (laughs) 
It's funny you say deep picks. Uh, Stacy, uh, she sent me a screenshot of uh, you can kind of see a deep pick. One of her guy friends must have been drunk or something. And on his uh, on his Facebook story, he put a picture of his wing. I don't think he meant to, <laughs> but it's funny. But uh, yeah, I I don't know any uh, actual person personally that I know that uh, has found true love on Tinder. Hookups, yeah, occasional date, sure. But like their best friend for life, maybe not so much. Nah, not yeah, even you... on Plenty of Fish. I actually <laughs> found you, there. I went on more dates on Plenty of Fish than I ever did on Tinder. Yeah. So. Well, Plenty of Fish is exactly as the name uh, implies. It's uh, yeah. It's everybody's out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff, and they don't look like their pictures. There's a lot of catfish out there. Well, all that goes to say that uh, I've got a list here of Tinder dates that have gone horribly wrong. Again, the second one is Tinder Fire. So let's go ahead and kick off with this first one. Tinder Fires! From Catherine Flattery. Flaherty? Flaherty. Flaherty. Says, after going hard in on the Tinder. Boy, that doesn't make any sense. She she likes to go hard in on Tinder. Going hard in the Tinder paint off and on for two years. I met my current boyfriend on it by a weird twist of fate. I was at my cousin's bridal party and a woman I hardly knew kept asking me what was happening in my life. My response was I bought cats yesterday because I actually had. So in a mimosa drunk state, I saddled up to my newly divorced aunt and showed her how to Tinder. Joe, my now boyfriend, popped up and she said, can I swipe him for you? He's handsome. After one year of dating, he's moving in with me and my cats. Uh, Joe, run, run. Yeah, because she talks about her cats a lot. <laughs> hey, when I was hitting this Tinder hard pint, I was like, damn, Auntie, I found this guy named Joe. He's on the show called You. He might be a psycho, but let's swipe right. Hey, I got cats. And, and one of them's named Sergeant Tinders. After Tinder. <laughs> I wonder if uh, she sent him a picture of her pussy cat. Cat. Yeah, you dirty dog. This is probably our most PG rated or PG thirteen rated episode. Oh yeah, we're with pushing many, limits on with this. How one. many shits I've said and you said, pussycat! Yikes. <laughs> well, let's move on with Tinder fires. You get Bye. one f bomb for a PG thirteen. You get one. Oh, we're, we'll hold on to that one. Uh, Michaela B says we went out for dinner and hung out at his Swipe house afterward. I went pretty. It went pretty well, but I was getting a weird vibe, so I decided to go home. Immediately after I left, I noticed a car following me, so I started getting Spot really nervous. <laughs> I drove to my friend's house instead of mine, asking him to wait outside for me. When I arrived, the car was still following me, so I quickly got out of my car and ran into my friend's house. We saw the car drive by, so we thought that we were good, but we heard knocking at the door about five minutes later. My friend opened it while I stood behind him, holding a knife. When he opened it, there stood the guy I had just gone on a date with, holding an earring in his hand. He explained that he was just trying to return it because it looked expensive. Later that night, I realized that I had both earrings in and that this wasn't my earring. I haven't spoken to him since that night, and I haven't used Tinder either. Um, but uh, yeah. All the way around, just weird. I got a feeling somebody's stalking me, and I got your earring. Whoa. <laughs> what a freak, dude. I was just going to say. What if you, like, the number one ploy, you could have probably got a second date, you dingus, is if you would have said, hey, I think I got your earring, or something like that, you know? Right, 
like yeah, to somebody following house. somebody on the first date hell to the no get the f out dude you don't <laughs> want anyone to know where you live the first night no no some cases not even the third second fourth or ever fifth yeah, yeah some places they never see the place Go to a hotel, shack up, man. So they'll find there you. you. Go. There you go. Psycho female blowing up the phone line. Speaking of which, let's move on with our next story here in Tinder Fires. Toasty. This from Lauren Tease says, so I, so I match with this guy and we start chatting a bit. He seemed cool, so I gave him my number and we decided to go out for coffee the week before Christmas. It was a nice date, but I wasn't super pressed uh, to see him again. So I was super surprised when he asked me two days later, right when I was heading home for Christmas. I declined and told him I'd hit him up when I got back into town. Over the holidays, this man kept texting me, asking when I would be back in town so we could go out again. And after one coffee date, I wasn't feeling the desperation. Trying not to be rude, I started texting back less and less and let on that I didn't want to see him again when I, get, when I did get back. Of course, for some strange reason, this causes him to start friending me on all social media, sending me multiple messages a day on multiple platforms, and even calling me five times in one day, each of which I ignored. Finally, he sends flowers to the school I teach at, which was super creepy because I had never told him the specific school. I was so freaked out and messaged him and told him to leave me alone. Then he proceeds to send me a passive-aggressive message about how he was a good guy and was going to block me on all social media. Like he wasn't the one stalking me. In any case, he's blocked. I'm glad I didn't meet him, meet up with him again. And I haven't met up with anyone from Tinder in a while. More reasons just to stay away from the whole Tinder. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. You know, I get like with when they say, so here's the problem where she went wrong. My name is Jeff. It's not that her name's Jeff, but his name might be. I didn't mean to hit that button. But, uh, don't say you're going to be in touch with somebody if you have no interest. Just don't do it. Right. Because then if they think like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Do, 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 then they always think that you're going to be calling them and they're waiting around and they're like, who? Who is it her? Oh, oh, baby. Yeah. Right. Well, you're always just better thinking off. It, just hoping you're having a great day. <laughs> I was guilty with that one girl where like, she's like, oh, yeah, let's catch up again. I said, sweet. Then, you know, there's the occasional conversation. And then finally, it's this like when you don't hear back, I'll like you take the hint or like, you know, and then you kind of you can press a little bit and say, hey, what's going on? And if they say, dude, am I interested or I'm busy, then just move the hell on. Don't, and don't be, especially the flower part, dude. Yeah. Psycho. Don't be psycho. afraid to say that to somebody. Just say, hey, you know what? I, I wasn't feeling it. I'm just going to keep moving on. Yeah, I'm just Best not into it. Yep. Yeah, don't don't give any open doors. Just don't say, hey, I'm seeing other people. I'm just not exclusive. Nothing like that. Just, hey, I'm not really interested in this. You're nice. Peace out. Don't say you want to be friends. Don't do any of that crap because otherwise, yeah, keep them around and it's just awkward. Honesty is the best policy. In this mm-hmm. case, uh, maybe not. So uh, moving on with uh, Tinder Fires. Toasty. Tinder Fires. Talking about honesty from user D002. And we'll make this our last one of the segment. And I like this segment. Best for last. Yeah. It says, uh, we yeah. talked for a while and I was really digging this guy. We decided to finally Dig hang it. out. But he said I had to pick him up since he didn't have a car. That should have been my first clue. I went to pick him up. And the first thing he does when he gets in the car is pat my belly and say, little too much beer. Yeah. You're going to have to lose that if we date. I kicked him out of the car and we and went to go get ice cream. 
You're not funny. Ouch. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's something you don't do on a date, you dumbass. Hey, uh, ooh, looks like I was hoping you had a little extra Arby's today, huh? Ooh, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I got it, too. And like I said, one case where honesty is definitely not the best policy. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you don't say that. <laughs> well, in any case, folks, that does it for this segment of Tinder Fires. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the day. You know what that means. This day in history, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video. You can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? We are truly doomed. While you're there. Even at Sabres and they're. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Because sharing is caring with the meatball eyes. Punch them in the stomach and you get French fries. <laughs> Share, like, care, subscribe, have fun. Enjoy the do show. It. Well, folks, as we do in this segment at the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Across the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history. Your course on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Who, me? Ooh, yes, you. You're hit there on the beat. <laughs> Kicking things off this day in 1469. Nice. That's my favorite year. The Wars of the Roses, Battle of Edgecott Moor, pitting the forces of Richard Neville, 16th Earl of Warwick against those of King Edward IV. Um, where is Michael Douglas? Where is uh, Kathleen Turner? That's, right. that's where I was going with that too. And where was Danny DeVito? Huh? I know. I know. Yeah, man, I guess uh, didn't happen yet. It's the war. Of Maybe the it was the prequel. In any case, yeah. let's move on. This day to 1533, where Francisco Pizarro orders the death of the last Sapa Inca emperor, Atahu. No, Atahualpa. And apparently 200 computers conquered an empire of 10 million people. Dude, you sounded like Sylvester Stallone, like marbles in your mouth with that one. Put me back in the fridge. Some of these names are a little tough. Hey, you did it good. You did it better than I could ever do it. (laughs) Moving on, this day in 1656, Dutch painter Rembrandt Rembrandt von Rijn declares he is insolvent. Uh... That this warrants a simple uh okay. Okay. Isn't that weird? I'm a Dutch painter. Ah, I'm insolvent though. Hey, you check out my curly hair here. Ah, it's right here, it's curly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Rembrandt. 
1775, the U.S. Continental Congress creates the United States Post Office in Philadelphia under Benjamin Franklin. Before that, there were no mailboxes, there were no mail carriers and short shorts, there were no Jeeps with the steering wheel on the wrong side of the uh, car. It just didn't exist. Could you imagine Ben Franklin, the, the mailman? Mail here! <laughs> These are cargo shorts. They're awesome. Your knees, see, I get sun on my knees. It's cool, except when the bees sting them. It's kind of weird. I have no idea what the hell. That was just going on a weird adventure with me, folks. That was strange. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1822, a secret meeting of Simon Bolivar and Jose de San Martin. Uh, I wonder if the secret meeting was about who had the fancier high collar. Uh, yeah, well, and it's not so secret if we know about it. I bet it was a secret meeting of the... Uh, <laughs> are you looking at me with effable eyes? You're damn right I am, Simon. Oh, Jose. Oh, it's a secret meeting. <laughs> it's all about those fancy collars. It doesn't tell you what the meeting is. So. <laughs> Make what you will. Moving on this day in 1933, Joe DiMaggio ends his 61-game hitting streak in the Pacific Coast League. Uh, based on the year, I would assume this is before he got into uh, the Yankees, um, but uh, still impressive, 61-game hitting streak. Yeah. Did you say DiMaggio? DiMaggio. Already. <laughs> Wrong DiMaggio, but still. <laughs> that would be John DiMaggio. Oh, you get it again. Let's go already. I need more Bender sound bites than just that, but that's good. This is fun stuff. <laughs> Moving on, you know, typically we like to skip from 1937 to about 1945, other otherwise known as uh, World War II, because it's just oh, yeah. depressing. But there was a significant thing that happened on this date that's in scary. 1945. Physicist Raymer Schreiber and Lieutenant Colonel Pierre de Silva depart Kirtland Army Airfield to transport the plutonium core for the Fat Man bomb used in the bombing of Nagasaki to the island of Tinian, where the bomb is assembled. Scary. And, uh, scary terrifying. shit. Yes. Oh. The big Every mushroom cloud was always freaky, man. Every time I see the mushroom clad, I think about that uh, scene in Terminator 2. Yeah. It's uh, oof, freaky, dude. It's coming. Better rock for your life. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1948, uh, Babe Ruth's story premieres Babe Ruth's last public appearance uh, before he died of a ulcer or a heart attack. Because he was a big dude. It it's the Babe Ruth story. It's about a guy who played baseball. The Babe Ruth story. Hey, there's a candy bar, too. Babe Ruth story. <laughs> it's my last time. Babe Ruth story. Yeah. Baby Ruth? <laughs> Sticking oh, with the world of baseball. The this, this day in 1952, Mickey Mantle his, hits his first Grand Slammer. According to it's the a grand slammer today. Mickey Mantle has hit his first grand slammer. That's right. It's a slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. Grand slammer. He also has hit career home run number 200 as Mickey Mantle. Oh, oh. <laughs> Isn't the grand slammer a uh, breakfast uh, thing from Denny's? Oh, Denny? it is at Denny's. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's breakfast time, too. I am hungry. <laughs> 
Oh, let's keep rolling on down. Find something fun here. Uh, Yay, uh, I like fun. I, I like Pete, I like Peter Schaefer's pose there. <laughs> if you're watching, if you're watching along, if you're listening along, that makes no sense. But he's got like that. Do I make you horny, baby? Yeah, do I? Totally has that Austin Powers vibe. He, he does. Uh, this day in 1981, New York Mayor Ed Koch is given the Heimlich maneuver in a Chinese restaurant. Um, wow. I took on the city walk. They were very, very good. I gave Ed Koch. I'm Juan Pablo Senior. I'm here at the Chinese restaurant where I saved Ed Koch. I went behind him. I said, okay, I'm Mr. Mayor Heimlich. And then out goes Sesame Chicken. Went flying. True story. But I saved the mayor. Wasn't he the New York mayor who was like, uh, get me the Ghostbusters? Yeah. Someone said Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, no, that's Lenny, right. Was, that was Lenny. When it, yeah. Later on, he was the uh, host of the People's Court. That's what he did. Dun, dun. <laughs> this day in 1984, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the Expo's Pete Rose ties Ty Cobb with his 3,502nd single, course this was before he was banned for life for doing something everybody does life. i love how they put a picture of his las vegas signings instead of like an old vintage pete rose picture <laughs> it's like yeah it's like hey come see me down at the caesar mall in vegas signature <laughs> oh, oh tony this next one. stuff today huh this next one is just for you tell this day in 1991 Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, is arrested in Florida for exposing himself at an adult movie theater. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, that's actually a fun fact. If you guys are listening in a little personal world into me, a little, well, a little way into my personal life there, uh, not the uh, masturbation there, but uh, <laughs> my mom, my mom, because of this event, I was not allowed to watch Pee Wee Herman because he was a fervent. Mom being Filipino, uh, couldn't say her piece, so it was ferv, fervert. Thank dirty, you, dirty, dirty fervert. Thanks for thanks for playing with your uh, purple headed yogurt slinger there, Pee Wee. <laughs> hey, Pee Wee. But you're allowed to watch him now, right? That's not your name, Francis. I... <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1992, Nolan Ryan strikes out his hundredth batter for 23rd consecutive seasons. Again, yeah, this this guy was such player. a. Sh- he was a shitty, he was a shitty player, man. Just terrible. Yeah, the worst. You mean, no, he, nobody will remember his name. Struck right? out so many. Goodbye. Yeah, no one, no one cares. Just kidding. <laughs> Nolan Ryan was awesome. One of the best pitchers of all time. Totally. And then finally, this day in 2018, Sir Paul McCartney performs a secret gig at the Cavern Club in Liverpool, where the Beatles began. Hello, I'm here. Does anyone want to hear a Beatles song? I did not bring, don't worry, Yoko's not here, and uh, neither is uh, Heather Mills, but I have her leg. We're here. It's a party. <laughs> it's my mic stand. God, that, that was just a terrible. Uh, what? Just, In the actual ass. Yes, I, I get it, Ryan Reynolds. That was a bad impersonation there. Yeah, awesome. not not your best tone. Not your best. No. Well, it's what, what am I worst? I'm a Beatle. Well, before we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate for today. Oh, perfect yeah. for it is Aunt and Uncle's Day. Yay. I'm Uncle a proud Tom. aunt. You're a proud aunt? 
<laughs> Uncle Tone likes a bone. It's Uncle Tone. It is Holistic Therapy Day. I'm going to need that after this episode. <laughs> it is National All or Nothing Day. It is National Bagel Fest Day. National Bagels. Milkshake Day. One Voice Day. And best of all, World Tofu Day. <laughs> Folks, that doesn't... You just made me lose it after the bagel. <laughs> uh, we will see you all tomorrow on a Tuesday with Animal Tales. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you all then. Oh, peace. I like turtles.